I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead. Lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube and joining me as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. What you got for me? Winning three in a row, Isaac Harris. 48 point victory. 48 points. This was I was nervous there for a second. I mean literally for a second. One second. Sad day, you're not going to get fiery, Isaac. Somebody, somebody tweeted us and said, hey, um, can we still get fiery, Isaac? There's nothing to be mad about would, in this game. What would you rather have? Would you rather have this kind of win and no fiery, Isaac, or a loss yes. and you get fiery, yes. Isaac, on the pod, though? No, because <laughs> what if they been, lost to the – I don't even know how it would react. What would have been more entertaining? <laughs> this game, the blowout, and it was just decided from the first quarter – or oh my gosh, fiery Isaac. Okay, <laughs> is this? I I know we can. This is hard to really talk about in the grand scheme of things, but is this the worst team you've ever seen? Oh my put gosh, on, that I've put ever seen. Those ever seen put on the floor in no, an NBA game, the regular pr- season game. The process Sixers had some. No, they had some. I don't squ- think anything matches this. They had some squads, man. This was How about the that? worst team I think I've ever seen on a basketball court start an NBA game like for a full game. How about that Grizzlies team that had to use like tw- like 18 roster spots? You remember that team from like 2 years ago? True. But they at least had some regular guys. I'm just trying to rack my brain. Yeah, I mean it's really bad. What about the Bobcats team that didn't even win 10 games? I think they <laughs> okay. at least had Kemba. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just this team Eric Pascal is, I mean, literally the only guy. If if I said all eight of the guys for the Warriors tonight were not on an NBA roster next year, would you be shocked? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, Eric Pascal is playing playing well right now, but anyway, it was an absolutely insane night. I made the joke uh, getting on the elevator after the game uh, to go down to the press conferences, and I said, "Man, fun night." To some of like the other media people, and then we all kind of looked at each other. I'm like, all right, well, fun quarter, fun half, because <laughs> that second half and especially fourth quarter was brutal to set through. I literally posted this thing on my Instagram of a book that I read, and it's like a, a book that has nothing to do with basketball. It's, yeah, it's like a whatever. And I was literally reading at halftime, and we should, man, I miss half. fourth quarter blowout theater. <sighs> Shout out to the OGs. You remember those days where the Mavs were getting blown out. Nick Nick was in Dallas, and we literally would sit in the press box and record live during the fourth quarter because the Mavs were down by like 30. Now we could bring them back, but it's the other <laughs> way around. A much more fun uh, fourth quarter blowout theater. Absolutely. All right, on the podcast today, for sure, we'll, we will break down the Mavericks' 142-94 to 94 win over the over the defending Western Conference champion Golden State Warriors, <laughs> right? Like it's still they still have the same laundry, so it's still the same team. Sure. 
Um, so we'll break down that win a little bit. And then we have a bunch of audio from different sources. We have audio from Carlisle talking about Tim Hardaway Jr. and Seth Curry and the starting two-guard spot. We have audio from Luca talking about his Slovenian fans back home. Who we thought was interesting. And then we have Steve Kerr talking about Luka Doncic. So lots of good stuff in the second segment there. And then we will get to your questions. We asked for some mailbag questions. So we'll get to some of your questions tonight. And then we'll get to more questions tomorrow uh, on tomorrow's pod. We'll do a, a full mailbag pod tomorrow from all of your fourth quarter blowout theater questions. So that's what we're going to do today. Okay, a couple things though. We can't go any further. I mean, we, we'll talk about Luca for sure, but we can't go any further without talking about J.J. Barea because he stole the show tonight. He was he, he was out. According to Carlisle, he said, Carlisle said an unspecified minor injury, and then J.J. Barea told Tim McMahon it was a sore right elbow. Carlisle <laughs> was being so discreet about it. And I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just trying. Said he could... It, it, before the game, it was going to be an emergency situation. Yeah, if he, emer- yeah. Like, like what situation would it would an emergency be if I guess if multiple people got hurt? The or, Orlando I game, know. I guess, would be. I mean, <laughs> that's emergency, emergency situation. situations have happened in the NBA where you remember the Lakers Chris Kamen meme where he's laying down on the bench. Okay, that's true. They yeah. ran out of players and they had to play, to play a guy with six fouls. <laughs> that might be that's the worst true. team I've ever seen. <laughs> But JJ bad. did steal the show uh, towards the end of the game. I mean, it was—I felt like it was a forty-point deficit for the whole game. But the fans started chanting for JJ, and it was a great moment. JJ and Luca sitting on the bench together. You got to go see the clip. It's—it's it's hilarious. But yeah, so they're chanting for for JJ to go in, and at first. A lot of people didn't see this because he did it pretty like he brings up the Matumbo finger wag. I was like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Once they started chanting, it's like this ain't happening. <clears throat> and then it was a great moment because he just gets up and he starts running and everybody just I mean, I can't explain to you how the arena just went nuts when he got up and <laughs> ran to and then he did this U-turn back to the bench. And it was because great. they had been chanting for this for, I don't know, five game minutes, like a long time. They had been chanting for for J.J. to come in like we want J.J. Just, you know, yeah. all kinds of stuff. And then he gets up like he's going to check into the game and he runs. I mean, he sprints to the end. I thought he was going to pull something. He ran so fast. <laughs> and then he goes and sits back down and Jeff Skin Wade asked Luca about it. And he said, oh, yeah, he told us before he was going to do it. And it's it's so funny. JJ's the best fan favorite player ever. I mean, you know, Dirk's obviously the best player ever, best Maverick ever, favorite Maverick ever for all for a bunch of people. But as far as a fan favorite role player, JJ Barea is the best. And he's just... He's carrying this yeah. this season so well. There's so many other vets out there that would be really upset with the role that they have right now. Like I worked all the way to come all the way back to this, and I'm you know play one game and I played really well. Why wouldn't you play me? And the Carmelo Anthony situation is very similar to this right now. And JJ Bray is just the complete opposite take of that, and I'm just very appreciative of JJ Bray on this team. One hundred percent. We can't praise him enough. We want his jersey in the rafter. It should be there, but. Cool moment between him and Luca. Him and Luca seem like they have a cool friendship. Yeah. And uh, Luca and Boban. Boban got some big minutes tonight. JJ and Luca's relationship seems like an uncle that's kind of weird that you make fun of to, to Luca, <laughs> right? Like, like the hand. Remember the hand thing from that that the Dallas post from their Instagram. There was 
they were walking through doing a tour of the offices or something. And Luca found a little like hand puppet or a finger puppet. that was a hand. And he goes, look, JJ, it is your hand. <laughs> it's like this tiny hand. <laughs> that made me laugh really good on a Tuesday or whatever it was. But <laughs> so yeah, the JJ thing was awesome. You got to love it. It's uh it's just great. And especially during a game like that, it's, it's fun to have moments like that where there's something to laugh about and not just, you know, but I mean, JJ stole the show. Yeah. But this is the Tim Hardaway game. Hey, what? Welcome Tim Hardaway. Future <laughs> we'll all-star. T- we'll talk about Tim Hardaway when we get to Carlisle's audio, but yeah, there's a lot of things to talk about with Tim Hardaway. So let's do that. Coming up. Let's get into Tim Hardaway jr. Because 20 points on seven shots. I mean, come on. All the, stuff all the stuff we've ever said about him has been proven incorrect. We will take back all the bad things. No, just kidding. Coming up, we'll get into that. But before we do, Audible has the world's largest selection of audiobooks and audio entertainment. Start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. Choose one audiobook, two Audible originals, absolutely free. This can be the ESPN book by James Andrew Miller that's really awesome. The SNL book, the oral history of the SNL. You can get that for absolutely free if you go to Audible right now. Uh, and you can find this under Locked On Sponsors. The link in the description is podcast right now. And go to audible.com slash locked on NBA. You get it free with a 30-day trial. Go there, audible.com. All right, Isaac. So let's get into Tim Hardaway Jr. 20 points. He came out just absolutely bombing and hitting really well. Bombing usually mm-hmm. is a bad thing for Tim Hardaway Jr., but... Mm-hmm. Six of seven from the field. He hit all four of his threes. He was four of five from the free throw line. Uh, one turnover, plus 33 in the game. Four assists for him as well. The key, though, for Tim Hardaway Jr., and I cannot stress this enough, when we talk about Tim Hardaway Jr. and what he is as a player, we've learned something about Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. plays well when Tim Hardaway Sr. is in attendance. Two out of two games that we know of when Tim Hardaway Sr. has been present Tim Hardaway Jr. scored 20 points. And those are his only two 20-point games this season. Interesting. Right? I don't know when Tim Sr. is is there, so I don't know if this is valid or They not. usually show him on the broadcast. Okay. He could have been there for some away games. I think it I think was he, the I think it was the Cleveland game. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up, game. the game that he was at, but how are you gonna look up where he was at? I'm gonna look up his 20-point game because I remember Tim Hardaway had a 20-point game. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look up Tim Hardaway Sr.'s Instagram and try to look back. So yeah, It was at Memphis. Ne- it was at Memphis the game Tim Hardaway Sr. was at. That was the away game. Okay, okay. Um, Tim Hardaway, the net rating statistic has been a fan of him, and this definitely helps his case. The fact that yeah, he's a plus 33 in this game, um, that's going to help that. <laughs> and Rick Carlisle loves that stat. So as far as plus minus and <clears throat> now Luca was a plus 45 in this game, which was <laughs> absolutely unbelievable. Shout out to Eric Pascal with the uh, minus 43. <laughs> it's wild. I mean, Steve Kerr says that the Warriors are just going to throw this game out. And I kind of think you do this for the Mavericks too, in the fact, in the sense that this game doesn't really mean a ton for the team overall. It's another win. Yeah. But it just came so easily that there's just not much you gain off of this a game like this. Yeah, there's nothing. We'll talk more about Luca later in the pod, but there's nothing really statistically. There's nothing rotationally wise that I'm like pulling away from this game. There was something that Carlisle said 
that I think is intriguing yeah. as far as lineups go. Yeah, definitely. So let's hear from Rick Carlisle. He's talking about uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. and you know the Seth Curry situation and what he thought about Tim Hardaway Jr. and Seth Curry now playing. Or Seth Curry was hurt in this game, so he did not play. And then what happens when Seth Curry potentially comes back for the next game on Friday? Well, tonight was an opportunity to to, to start him um, with Seth not being available. Um, you know, going forward, I, you know, um, if Seth if Seth is available Friday, you know, I see him starting Friday. I don't think you lose your starting job um, because you're sick and you got to minor angle thing, which I think he's going to be fine with. Um, but Tim showed the kind of player that he is tonight, and i got to do a better job of, of trying to set him up with situations that are better situations. Oh, the classic, i got to do a better job of setting him up in situations that are situations. Which is what good coaches do. They take the responsibility and blame in these situations. That's true. That is true. Can't deny that. <coughs> so, but Starting job from Seth Curry. It seems like Seth Curry is the starting is one of the starting guards for the Mavericks. Yeah, we've been talking about consistency. If they've landed on a starting unit, Rick is, uh, you know, was vocal saying, yeah, he he wanted to land on something, and it looks like he has. And I thought that was one of the key things that he said. Of yeah, you don't lose your starting job by being sick, basically. And I'm like, okay, well, that means Seth Curry is a starter, no matter what the matchup is now yeah we talked about in the pod of saying hey would they would they start tim hardaway would they go big to match the warriors size that was assuming draymond was even starting and yeah and if draymond had started kai bowman wouldn't have started and then their size would have been a much bigger deal because then everybody's six six and above where kai bowman six two you can start whoever (laughs) yes i mean they still started tim hardaway but it wasn't really the reasoning while we're uh saying that but anyway um yeah, I thought that was intriguing, and that is Seth should be back on Friday, and that he is a starter, and it looks like they've landed on some things. Now, Justin Jackson, why you can't look at the minutes stuff tonight? Justin Jackson got twenty nine minutes tonight. Does he get? You know, was it just a simply Hardaway moving up? So therefore, Justin Jackson moved into the Hardaway spot, and then he just <laughs> played more minutes. You know, would Tim Hardaway have twenty nine minutes if Seth was available tonight? Um, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like, but I would assume <clears throat> that once Seth comes back, that probably Justin Jackson's minutes go back down. Yeah, I mean, and this is why we don't take much from games like this. Ryan Brokoff played 12 minutes. He played the entire fourth quarter, so. Rowdy B. <laughs> you got to love the accountant, and we have a couple questions in our mailbag about him, but uh, him and Courtney Lee played the entire fourth quarter, so you don't really glean too much from this. All right. Let's get into Luka Doncic. He had another incredible game. Another game where, like he said himself, there's all these stats that, you know, they put me with and, you know, every day. And, you know, it's great to hear those things, but it's every day. Yes, it is every day, and it continued again. So this is Luka talking about his Slovenian fans, though. Uh, We had a couple people reach out and say that Luka – or that this game was being played in – Slovenia on you know Slovenian TV, which is really cool. And so Isaac asked him about you know him and what and Slovenian fans watching him back home and just what the country means to him. And so I thought it was interesting. So this is for all the Slovenians listening to this podcast right now. Seeing fans back home in Slovenia talk online during the game that the game was broadcasted. How cool is that? Knowing that you got people back home cheering you on. 
Yeah, I mean, it's great, you know, I always say the same thing, you know, really thankful to be from that country, you know, it's it's a special country for me, and I'm really, really, you know, thankful for what they do. Not sure he understood the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he, I mean, it was kind of on me, too, because I'm just not well-versed in how many games are broadcasted over there. A lot of people were tweeting at us during the game <coughs> that the that the game was, was picked up, and so... I wanted to get his reaction about or him knowing that fans were watching back home. He probably already knew that and just get another quote on of like what that means. And cause it's something that obviously we don't know anything about that. How cool is it for him to know that people are up at different times, you know, in the morning of the day uh, watching him across the world and especially back home. So yeah, I just wanted to ask him that. Yeah, no, it was pointed. I told you to ask that question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was- Thought that it was Nick that. was wanting me to ask it like a more straightforward of, of the broadcast stuff, and I was just too scared because I, I <laughs> didn't know exact the details of it. So I ask a roundabout question about it. So that's what happens when you're not able to be there. So you just <laughs> reminded me every day. All right, let's hear from Steve Kerr now, and then we'll get into Luca's game. Uh, this is Steve Kerr talking about Luca and just you know if he you know if he was impressed by what he saw basically. Oh, he was awful. <laughs> Didn't impress me at all. He was, uh, he was, he was fantastic um, right from the from the beginning of the game. You know, he was doing his thing, knocking down threes, drawing fouls. So he, he took it to us. Are you able to appreciate or respect or yeah, I guess almost enjoy a performance like that when it's coming against your team? Obviously, uh, appreciate and respect. Yes, enjoy definitely not. Tough to lose by 48 points, but. You know, a break here or there, and it only would have been 42. So that's how we have to look at it. What do you say to your team? Nobody caught the sarcasm there? <laughs> trying to be funny. <laughs> okay, I thought that was funny that he was like, a break or two here, and we only lose by 42 instead of 45. But uh, yeah, the, if you caught the beginning, he was saying that, you know, were you impressed by Luca? No, not really. And then he does the Steve Kerr thing where he's like, yeah, of course. You know, he's so impressive. And. All that, uh, and then this is this next quote is about Luca, and if he compares Luca to anybody, because I thought that that was very interesting. Um, mm. How he mentions you know Luca with some other players in the NBA now and you know in the past, because that's a big topic right now. Not really, um, we, you know, the games change so much, um, so people didn't used to shoot step back threes. You know, um, I think he and James Harden have a, maybe a similar type game for the modern game, the step-back threes, the, the passing ability. Um, so I think he's a little bit like Harden. He's got a little Larry Bird, you know, with the uh, ability to uh, to see the game, you know, a step ahead. But uh, very, very different game these days. Uh, Bird wasn't shooting those step-back threes like that off the dribble. So he's a unique player to himself. Can you imagine if Bird was shooting step back threes though? No, gosh, <clears throat> you know I think that's where you have to land. If you have to combine a few players, it would be the Harden a combination of Harden and Bird, and the yeah the defense of Bird, how just his vision of the game. Yeah, he, uh, he was a much better passer than his assist numbers say. Yeah, incredible passer, and but then yeah, you got to have the offensive side that. Uh, you know, the Harden has now, and it's just, yeah, it, it's insane the level that Luca's at right now. 
Yeah, so Luca, first player to outscore, out-rebound, and out-assist an entire team in a quarter since Allen Iverson did it in 2003. That was a stat that was going around when he had 22-5-5. and That's a fun stat. Luca is the only player in league history to record a 35-point triple-double in under 30 minutes of play. Now, they didn't keep track of minutes back with Oscar Robertson, so if you look that up on Basketball Reference, there's like a 1,000 Oscar Robertson games and <laughs> that don't have minutes next to them. So we don't know about that, but this is also Luca's seventh triple double. Uh, he, well, he had thirty-five points, ten boards, eleven assists in twenty-five and a half minutes, which is just wild. Uh, Luka Doncic, twenty years old, two hundred sixty-five days, become the youngest player with back-to-back thirty-five point triple doubles. The previous youngest player to do this, Oscar Robertson, and he was twenty-two years old, so almost a year wow. and a, a year and a half <laughs> younger than Oscar Robertson doing the same thing. It's just incredible. I mean, I keep going back to Lucas. Twenty-five quote. minutes. Twenty-five like, it's minutes. Like it's, it's that's just dumb. That's stupid. You can't even. I mean, imagine that. I mean, what if we played thirty-five minutes? What if we played forty minutes? What and he he stayed in and actually went for some just insane stat line. Could he have hit. <clears throat> I mean, could he have hit like fifty and twenty of something like fifty twenty fifteen. Of something, I don't know. Like it's just in 25 minutes, it was dumb. The first quarter, I mean, just stupid. Like in unbelievable the level he's at right now. The confidence he has. Every three point shot <laughs> felt like tonight was. I mean, I felt like it was going in. He had how much did he have after the first quarter? Twenty. He had 22 in the first quarter, so he, <laughs> he ended with he ended with 13 more points. Well, that first third. quarter. I think Brad tweeted out in a way of saying this is one of the best, most efficient quarters you'll ever see. That he only missed one shot, <laughs> he only missed one free throw, and only and that one shot was like a three pointer, I think. And yeah, I mean, it's just he had what twenty three five and five after the first quarter, and <laughs> that's crazy. That's just stupid. I mean, people try for that in the whole game, and what? Yeah, landing at thirty five, eleven, and ten in just twenty five minutes. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, he is. I felt like we were kind of hot takeish when we said top ten player in the league back however long ago, and that was November. That was November sixth, Isaac. November sixth when we did that, (laughs) and we got some tweets. I was like, all right, y'all, a little too uh, a little bias here, and like, all right, cool. And now it's like a consensus thing, and now it's just MVP vote, like. I mean, yeah. I mean, MVP it, stuff. It definitely helps that you know players like Kevin Durant are out, players like Steph Curry are out because it just seems yeah. it seems so obvious right now because there's just not there's not a lot of competition right now at the top. Damian Lillard is is down. You know his team is not doing well. <laughs> you know things like that definitely help this conversation, which makes it seem so obvious right this moment. But yeah, I mean it's Luka, Giannis, and LeBron right now MVP wise, right? I mean, I don't. Yeah, for MVP, Siakam, you can you can talk yourself into. Okay, sure. They're Talk ten. And, they're ten and four, and he's like incredible. That's true. That's true. Can I give a little quick shoe update? Oh, of course. People were asking about it. So Luca comes out for the warm ups. It's kind of crazy right now that a lot of us media were just standing there, and, and like team employees, team photographers, stuff. We're Wait. like waiting, and everyone's waiting <laughs> just to see what shoes he's wearing. <laughs> like this has become a big thing. Tim McMahon was tweeting about shoes tonight, which is hilarious. Like. <laughs> It was just the Lucas shoe beat has never been better. Oh, for real! I mean, it, it's big time now. So he comes out. He's wearing these black and black and white Jordan thirty fours, 
Uh, as soon as it, yeah, as soon as he comes out, I'm like, all right, let's do this. He's wearing jump man. Like, I love this. And so then, yeah, he comes out for the game. He's wearing a Kobe four protos and which he's worn these you know, style of shoes a lot. This and for year. people that don't know, Kobe's is also Nike and so is Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. In a way like a it, subsidiary, but yeah, it's like saying ESPN <laughs> is Disney, <laughs> but at his locker after the game. Oh, White and pink Pumas. Oh, Sham and Sham God getting in there. He just left a little present. And the curry version of the Sour Patch Kids, uh, the like sherbet orange or however you want to say it, the bright sherbet. orange. Oh, the ones that Seth was wearing. Yes, but Luca had his own version of it at his locker too. So curry, they were like in cur- the floor beside the curry and Sham God doing their work. I'm like picturing like Seth walking in, just being like throwing the shoes over by his like chair, just to so say like Luca and see him or have to pick him up. Or I can imagine Seth and and Sham God like setting it down by his locker with him not there, and then just like positioning the shoes so he'll see them better, and yeah. setting them up and taking the lid off and putting the lid somewhere else and just setting it up just right so when he walks in, because <laughs> they're getting that they're getting that kicker, they're getting fifteen percent off the deal is what I'm hearing. I have no sources. I have nothing. <laughs> A uh, couple random plays. The no look pass by Luca uh, to Dorian on oh, the fast yeah. break. That faked me out on the like, watching the broadcast. I looked at Powell and I was like, "Wait, where'd the ball go?" He's insane. Luca had a dunk in the paint tonight. Second dunk Let's of the put, season. Put him in the dunk contest now. <laughs> he even caught an alley oop, but it didn't count. Oh yeah, because they got fouled. That was a heartbreaking moment. But the between the legs pass that to Powell. And he threw it between Marquis Chris's legs, which is just stupid pass. He loves games uh, like this. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was just a playground game for Luca, And I've never seen a crowd so into the game start to finish when literally it's a 30 or 40 point game. It was such a fun game. He is. You hear people talk about you hear Bill Simmons and Mark Stein talk about on their pod, which Bill compared him to Lamar Jackson. Let's go. <laughs> um <coughs> But when people use the word entertainer for Luca, yeah. I love when they use that because he is such an entertainer and so fun to watch. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So we talked a lot about Luca. Let's answer some of your questions, but let's do it after the word from my bookie. Today's podcast is sponsored by my bookie. Go to mybookie.ag and you can find all kinds of odds for all kinds of games out there. And right now, during thanks or actually during Thanksgiving week, which is coming up, I mean it's a couple days. Thanksgiving is coming. This is wild that it we is. are into no, like we are way into November. During Thanksgiving week, my bookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears Lions NFL football game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, that's great. You get the extra holiday spending money. If you lose, congratulations to you as well. My bookie will give you all of your money back. So if you put up 250 bucks on this, you're going to get it back. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk. All gravy is what they say. So make sure you do your part. Support your team this season. Hop on the gravy train and get to the action with mybookie.ag. So go sign up there. Promo code locked on. If you're signing up, they'll also uh, they'll also match your deposit. So if you go in for Thanksgiving, they'll match your deposit as well. It's free money just all over the place they're giving to you. So go check out mybookie.ag. All right, Isaac, let's answer some of these questions. We're just going to go in order. I have not pre-screened most of these. so 
Seriously, most of the if most they, if they deserve any bit of thought. I mean, I'm we'll going to read them. Tomorrow. I'm going to read them, but okay. What would it take for the Don to get MVP? Average 30, 10, and 10. Deep playoff run. What else? Well, so, the playoff run won't matter. Yeah, it won't matter. Even though the awards is after the voting comes before, <coughs> which is very weird, but yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm going to cheat a little bit because I listened to Bill and Mark Stein. They brought up the fact of, you know, Russell, Russell Westbrook, when he averaged triple-double and won MVP, they won 47 games with Thunder. And so, like, that's kind of your benchmark. Dallas has to at least get to 47. At least get there. And low-key, lots of meaty people. Even Bill was making fun of Mark Stein for the Russell Westbrook MVP vote that yeah. he picked Russell Westbrook over James Harden. And so the, the Mavericks, I think, have to be a little better than that or else people will look at it the same way. Like, why are we thinking, you know, Lucas is this, you know, better than Russell Westbrook when everyone's shaming people that voted for Russell Westbrook? So that's what I think. Somebody else <laughs> asked, um, can we still get Fiery Isaac? We already answered that. The answer is no. Oh, wait, I'm still on that first question. You take too long on these questions. Well, okay, we can <laughs> save some for tomorrow. Okay. But... I mean, honestly, Luca not only keeping you know this awesome stat line that he has, I mean, they legit going to have to be in the top four for the most part <clears throat> for you to beat out somebody, um, you know, like a let's say James Harden is you know they finish one or two in the West and he has an insane stat line. Giannis is one you know first place in the East and he has this crazy stat line. You know, Milwaukee would have to go down a little bit. In the standings, I, I think Dallas would have to finish in that like three or four spot. Obviously, the higher you get, the better your odds will be. But um, yeah, I think he, I think he will finish in the top five of MVP votes if it continues like this. But it's just a matter of how many games the Mavericks can win at that point. For sure. Okay. Uh, does Ryan Brokoff, an elite three point shooter, deserve more playing time with the second unit? This this question was liked twelve times, so apparently people people agree with this. The question the question is with this: If you want Brokoff to play, who do you take out? Who are you not playing? And Tim Hardaway oh, Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. Say, we know that answer. I know, but that, if that's your answer, then <coughs> you're getting rid of athleticism. You're getting rid of defense a lot. Like you're you're removing some things. He. he He's not a complete negative on the floor. He takes bad shots, but mm-hmm. they're outside of Tim Hardaway Jr. Though, who would you remove from the rotation? I mean, it's re- it's really hard. It's such a packed rotation no, yeah, right I mean, now. Yeah, there's nobody else. Justin I mean, Jackson can't find minutes except for that's in, the thing. If you put if you want Brokoff in there, then you're saying you want to play him over Justin Jackson and over Tim Hardaway. Um, and I, I just don't, you know I don't really see that happening a ton. But yeah, it would have yeah. to be over both, right? Um, kinda, yeah. I mean, because Justin Jackson's not getting minutes, and yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, love Rowdy B, but does he deserve think, more playing time? I don't think so. I'm gonna say no. I just think I think Rick really does value and Tim Hardaway's not a a horrible defender. That's not. Uh, we've never taken big shots at his defense or anything like that. And I think Rick really does like his defense. So, especially in that second unit. Jarrett asks, why aren't there more Rick Carlisle, Jim Carrey jokes? Feels like a missed opportunity here. Jared, I, where have you been, bro? I know. I feel like we, we've been doing this, Jarrett. We've, we've been there. <laughs> yeah, I don't – I mean, I, yeah, this has been – I mean, I get these memes from people that don't even, like, care about basketball. They're like, hey, look at the Mavericks coach and Jim Carrey. They look alike. <laughs> like, this is 
Yeah, I feel like it's been going on for a bit. I mean, yeah, it's funny. There's some of them look crazy. Like <laughs> this guy says, does Tim Hardaway Jr. have a legitimate shot at an all-star selection after tonight's performance? Yes. Only if his dad is in the stands for every single game. That's my answer to that one. What would it take for us to actually see a Berea, Brokoff, Courtney Lee, Justin Jackson, Bobon lineup? I mean, we almost got that, I, I, right? I mean, I was going to say, I mean, another 40-point blowout. Yeah, that's what it would take. We were very close to that tonight. We had all of them except for Berea. Yeah, that's true. And we don't know the situation with Berea. He's apparently sore right elbow, but other than that, I'm not sure his whole playing situation. Wait, we still haven't even seen Cleveland or Reeves yet. Yeah, not even been called up. Yeah, not at all. I'd like to see some Josh Reeves minutes in some of these blowouts. Trent asked, how do we convince Mark Cuban to get Tim Hardaway Sr. to every game? This is the real question. Mm. I don't know. How can we convince him? Wear one of the new city jerseys? <laughs> so I, they put one of the guys on the Jumbotron tonight. Like a, one of the fan, Like Obviously, they put fans on there. But this one guy had the new city jersey on there. And uh, he was on the Jumbotron. And he was like, yeah. And Sean, the you know, PA guy, was like, shh, it's a secret. I'm like, it's not really a secret Come anymore, on, Sean. But- <clears throat> anyway, they're already being, uh, you know, they're already being supported at the game, so that's really cool. And he wasn't a kid. All right, we'll get some more of your questions tomorrow, man. There's so many more. There's let's we, go. We barely scratched the surface. So thanks everybody for sending in your questions, and we appreciate everyone for listening. We had another great day yesterday. The podcast keeps yeah. growing. We are through through right now through 2019. This podcast has grown 500 percent from last year. It's insane. That's crazy. So we appreciate yeah. every single person in the Raccoon Squad that's listening. Also, please do not call it the Coon Squad. That is not what this is. It's is the Raccoon no, Squad. Don't do that. I saw somebody tweet that the other day, and it really made me cringe because that's not what this okay. is. I will block it. Yeah. All right, guys. We appreciate. You. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>